What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. You know, I thought she loved me until I realized she's never choreographed a dance routine for me. It's the one and only <laughs> Teresa. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? And please, you were proposing to me. Where was the dance? Mm. Where was the dance, uh, John? There was, there was one step. I, t- I took a, I went down on a knee. That's one step. Then I got back up again. I got down and I got back up again. <laughs> Come on. That's more than you could ever say. I dance all the time. I know, but have you ever once choreographed? I choreographed that whole proposal. There was only two steps involved, but prior to the two steps, there was quite a bit of a routine. We don't need to to go into great detail because our friends have heard the story at length, but there's a, a couple boxes involved. Uh, there was a, an unpacking involved, and there was a whole to-do. You mean the unpacking that I was doing while you were walking around <laughs> nervous, asking me, when will I be done? I was having quite... Yeah, quite the the panic attack. No, I I wouldn't. It wasn't full panic, but it was nerve. You were being annoying. It was nerve. I was getting annoyed with you. You were being annoying. <laughs> you were being annoying, Teresa. You're lucky I even went through with it after the, the display you put on. What are you talking about? <laughs> Just dilly dallying, snacking on beef jerky. <laughs> Anyways, our anniversary <laughs> is coming up, so it's you may or may not get a routine. That's what, ooh. ooh. All right. Well, stay tuned, friends. <laughs> stay tuned. Yeah. Um, new season. Ooh. New, can you smell it? New season smell. And, and it's the 90 day OG, which I love. This season is looking good. So good. I don't want to jinx it, but we got new people, of course, which we're all about. We got new stories. We got secrets. We got drama. It's got everything you want, and it's just the first episode. I know. I wish we could see all the couples, which we have not yet. Can I I be honest? It's good to save it for the next time. I know I'll regret saying this because it is only the first episode, but once we got to this season on 90 Day Fiance, I was like, oh, shit, we have, there's even more. Because I'm, you know, I'm I'm a simple guy. I'm good with what we got right here. We got a handful of couples, a couple of wild ones. And the fact that we're going to introduce more and more, one, kind of tells me maybe some of these stories are going to fizzle out. And two, it's just overwhelming. As someone who's trying to keep 94 TV shows straight, adding more and more couples scares me a little bit. But if they deliver, they deliver. It will be amazing. I'm, I'm excited about every single couple but I'm especially excited about the guy who lives in a studio apartment <laughs> with two guinea pigs, two chihuahuas, and mom in a closet. Ooh, chihuahua. <laughs> I, I'm like, what is happening? That just one scene when he opens the closet door, there is a mom on the floor. First of all, very sad. Second well, of all, what is happening? Uh, well, why can't he live in the closet? If I was in that situation... I would let my mom have the run of the house and I would take the closet. I mean, have you, we just talked about the, one of the many 90 days that we have dad sleeping on the floor for the past 20 years. Yeah, but I feel like that's just the way he is. It's probably good for his back. He likes a harder mattress. 
that at you least. Mean, you mean the wooden floor? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that at least he's got. He's not even confined to a to a bedroom. He can sleep on the floor wherever he wants. If you're sticking mom in a closet, I couldn't sleep at night, no matter how comfortable my bed was. Knowing that mom is shoved in a closet somewhere, how could you sleep? Also, I don't want to count anyone's money, but you can also always find maybe a little bigger apartment or something that... Or bunk beds? Yeah, or inflatable beds. I don't know. Now, if we had bunk beds, mom, I'm taking top bunk. Let's just be honest. You know, <laughs> if, if I'm the one shelling out the cash for the bunk bed, I'm choosing which bunk we get. And I'm taking top, mom. But that's also probably good for her anyways. You get a woman of a certain age. You don't want her climbing up a ladder. That's a whole thing. But we need to see what's going on here before, know. We, before we can really I know. discuss. But it was a little sad. It was a little sad. We haven't even seen it on this episode. So let's not skip ahead. We, okay. The whole story will unfold eventually. We have plenty to talk about. Oh, my gosh. We do. This episode. We do not need to fast forward. So, okay. Let's do it real quick. A little business. We're on Supercast and we're on Patreon. The other way is still going strong. And if you want to hear us talk about the other way, well, you got to get over to those premium channels. You guys the are premium channels, guys. You've heard us say it before. We'll say it again. Patreon.com slash Married to Reality or Married to Reality.Supercast.com. We're talking the other way and it's a wild, wild season. So check it out over there. Also, make sure you're following us on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. We post memes. We share news. But most importantly, that's where you guys call in. If we ever say, call in, what's your thoughts? Message us on the Instagram, at MarriedThroughAlityPod. Absolutely, guys. Always chat with us. Chat with us on the Patreon, too. That's a great point. The Patreon updated their app. Yes. It's beautiful. First of all, the logo is the bomb. Love the logo. Me, too. And the interface is much better. And there's a new feature, which not to get ahead of ourselves, but we can do, like, community chats. And we will. And we need to. So... Yes, back to the Patreon. The app is updated. It seems to be way better. And there's new features, which are going to be super fun. So that'll be, I think we can make that the community chat accessible to all tiers. Yes. So if you guys don't want the other way, but you still want to be able to hang out and chat, you get in for three bucks a month. That's the friends with benefit level. Love that. Okay, so Patreon, Supercast, Instagram. Also, Make sure if you are not following the podcast that you do because we drop episodes all the time on the free feed. And if you don't know the schedule, you might be wondering, well, when's it going to drop? If you subscribe and you follow the podcast, it'll come right to your device as soon as we drop it. It's so easy to subscribe. All you got to do is look down, smash that follow button. Guys, this one's going to be basic, but smash it like it's as hard as the new season. That's not Because I just had to. It's, it's, I just had to. It's well-deserved. It's a Well-deserved. This season's looking hot. It's 90-day OG. I love the OG, a.k.a. the original, mm. for mm-hmm. those who don't know. That's right. Or original gangster, which is where it starts from, but yes. OG, the original. Uh, it's one of my favorites because I think that's the one I can connect to the most, even though this is not how I ended up in the U.S., it's still foreigners coming to the U.S. and going through the initial shock, which I went through just on a different kind of visa. So I mm-hmm. love this so much. So excited. And that's where we always get new couples. One returning, but I'm still here for it. Absolutely. So smash like it's as hot as this season. And last but not least, you guys know we're suckers for a little love. And we love a good review. We love a review. And if you haven't left a review, please, if you could leave a review, that would be amazing. If you leave a five-star review and you write something, we'll read it on this podcast right here. Do you have any, John? There isn't. Do you know me? 
This is a new season, but this is not going to be a new business segment. We're going to do the same thing, which is we're going to read a review here. Okay. All right. If you have one, let's do. Let's hear it. I, got I always one. love hearing the love. I got a great one from our friend Roxy Ali. Seven seven seven. Hello, Roxy Ali. Seven seven seven. I used to rock Ollie's back in middle school when I was back in my skateboarding days. That was an Ollie. I have I would, no idea what you were saying. I think I would do an Ollie. Was that an Ollie or was that my bike? I don't know. Isn't seven 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 some sort of a cart? If you lay down your cart, you have three sevens. Don't you sure. score on three something? Of, three of a kind. <laughs> three of a kind. I obviously don't gamble often, mm-hmm. so. Well, all right. Roxy Alley 777, five stars titled Best Podcast Ever. Ooh, I love that. The title continues, love it. Okay. A bunch of exclamation points. You two are my absolute favorite. Hope you have continued success. The banter back and forth is adorable, and I love listening. You both are a delight. <gasps> I love being a delight. Roxy. I truly do. Roxy Alley, that was a delightful review. You made our week. Mm-hmm. I. I always say it and I always mean it, guys. It really helps me podcasting. It, it helps really me helps too. me to hear the love because sometimes I question myself, as we all do often. I'm the queen of that. But hearing reviews like this, or even when you guys message us on the pa- on the Patreon, on Instagram, just hearing the love is really, really helpful for me. Yeah, I don't so- know about you, John, but it it just brings it brings me to a level of happiness that I can be like, I can do this. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. Sometimes I sit here and I go, what are we even talking about? And then I go, you know what? There's people out there enjoying it as much as we are. We love this trash TV. We love listening to podcasts. And to hear that other people are getting joy from what we're doing, it's it's the ultimate compliment. It is. And we love it so much so that when we watch a show that we don't cover, we don't take notes on, I'm having an anxiety that I'm not taking notes. And yeah. often I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to write this down. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I'm not, we're not covering this one. We cover enough already. Yeah, That's how much we love it. And I'm, here's the thing. I love hearing that you guys enjoy it because we do too. We don't just do it because. We do it because we have fun. And it's a part of what we do. And so if we didn't get this feedback from you, I don't think we would keep going. But this is what keeps us going. We would discuss off the mic. Oh, we would. Off- at length. Absolutely. And often I want to do it and John is like, no, like, serve it for the pot. Absolutely. <laughs> we want fresh hot takes on this podcast. Very, very true. All right. So thank you so much, Roxy. Thank you Ali. so much, Roxy. Beautiful review. What about, uh, before we get into the meat of this first episode, what about a little 90 day, by the way? If you have any, I always see you, sir. I always uh, see you on your computer, on our computer. I got, <laughs> I got a couple here. All right. By the way, number one, mark your calendars. Sunday, October 14th, Molly is hosting a special event in support of breast cancer awareness. Oh, I love that. She's hosting it at her store, Livy Ray Lingerie in Georgia. You love it. I love it. It all sounds amazing, right? There's a special guest. Who's going to be in the building? Oh, my gosh. It's Angela. Nailed it. Her new bestie from the last resort. A couple of Georgia peaches supporting those uh, Georgia watermelons. Yeah. I mean, Angela got new boobs, so why not? Well, because she's a little crass, but sure, (laughs) sure. If she's there to support a good cause, I, I support that. Yeah. She's being promoted as the meet and greet. 
which I think will attract a, actually a lot of people, especially in Georgia. Ooh. I'm sure people love. I would love to meet and greet Molly. Not sure if I would love to meet and greet Angela, but hey, if it's for a good cause. I yeah. probably would. I'm all for it. And so she's going to be there. Angela's going to be there. There's going to be art, food, fashion, entertainment, a raffle. You can win some lingerie. It's going to be a great cause. I'm sure it's going to be a great event. So if you're interested, reserve your spot. I think you got to do it on Eventbrite. There's a link from the Libby Ray lingerie Instagram. Ooh. So I wish we could go. We will be on a vacation. We'll be on a vacation with the parents. With the parents, yes. So if you guys go. Call in, send photos, let us know how it is. I'm sure it's going to be wild. Yes. Molly and Angela together in the flesh, letting it all hang out probably. Ooh, especially Angela. Especially Angela. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see how long she lasts before she beats someone up. Jeez. <laughs> all right. That's by the way, number one. By the way, number two. Cleo from the last season that we covered. She's making a presence on YouTube. Ooh, I think okay. that's sort of the path for a lot of these 90 days. As they go, the cameras have left me alone for a minute. Let me film myself, put it on YouTube, put it on IG, put it on TikTok. She's going YouTube. She's got a YouTube page. It's called Stereotypical Cleo. Slow start right now. It's got 245 subscribers. Okay. But she's putting content out there. She's trying to get a following. She's got a video up there, a Q&A with Cleo. Okay. It's got about 500 views. So again, slow start, but I think people are invested in her story and I, I think people want to support her. So check it out. Stereotypical Cleo. She's got this Q and a, she's talks about some interesting things. One voice training that she did so that she talked in a higher register, a more feminine register, which I never even thought about. Meaning I tried to do voice training for my accent. It didn't work as you can hear. You were trying to lose your accent as much as you were trying to pronounce words properly. Yeah, I, I think that helped. Like, I definitely sound much better. Because, like, before I would say, I sound better. Like, I, uh -huh. I would, like, pronounce the R's. Yeah. I think... I feel like I was living with Natalie in the woods. Gee. Well, I, I think it only... Obviously, I still have an accent. And unfortunately, or fortunately, depends how you feel about this... I don't think it will ever go away entirely. Good, because we'll lose the authenticity of us being an international couple doing this podcast. However, I think the accent is milder. And I think it really starts coming out when I talk a lot. So it's like sometimes when I have a long day, towards the end of the day, and I when I have to talk a lot, it starts coming out. Mm -hmm. It starts coming out more. And sometimes John is like, Red leather, yellow leather, Teresa. <laughs> no. I'm like, ah. That, that doesn't have to do with the accent. That just has to do with, I think, mumbling. Well, more but that, than, that's part of it. Hand it. In hand. it goes hand in hand. So, yeah, I tried and I, st I am still trying. Maybe not as hard, but that's very interesting. Like, okay. I, was, I was always thinking about, like, Cleo does sound very feminine. Yeah, right? she worked on it. Yeah, Good that's something her. she worked on. Yeah. So then she talks about her autism, the impact it has on everyday activities. And it's interesting because I don't want to give this everything away. You should watch the video for yourself. But she talks about the impact it has. And I don't think we really saw the full extent of the impact that it had on her during the season. Maybe they edited around it. Maybe she just didn't show it. Maybe she avoided filming some days because she's like, yeah. I really struggle. Like sometimes it really, really affects me. And we saw her kind of moving through life pretty, yeah. I don't want to say easily, but she, she, yeah, she seemed to handle a lot of situations very well that would otherwise you would think 
trigger her. I learned a lot actually from her about autism. Like when you can wear the sunflower thing, that kind mm. of the, oh, yeah, the yeah, linear yeah, yeah, yeah. that the tells others, hey, I have autism. So maybe if something happens, you can help or yeah. you can, you, you know, why? Which was very interesting because I, I had no idea. No, I didn't. And I think that's one of the amazing parts of 90 Day Fiance is learning about other cultures. But you can learn about other things, too. There's so yeah. much education going on. They are. And I don't know if, if it's on purpose, but it's more and more diverse. And not just by not just saying it's diverse racially. It's just diverse by sure. the types of people. Neurodiverse, and I really yeah, enjoy diverse. I know it's a reality TV at the end of the day. But I enjoy it. I enjoy it because it brings, it keeps it interesting. And I do learn. Sure. Well, 90 Day Fiance is rooted in diversity, literally, culturally diverse. Yeah. You're from different countries. So why not introduce other aspects of diversity? Yeah, I love it. I actually truly enjoy it. Yes. All right. So that is Cleo's YouTube. Check it out if you're interested. Stereotypical Cleo on YouTube. Let's get that subscriber count up. All right. Enough is enough. Let's do it. The reason we're here. I'm so excited to talk about this season premiere. Sunday night, 90 Day Fiance, season 10. I can't believe we've been doing 10 seasons. 90 Day Fiance OG. You have to say that. That's what you say. When when that graphic comes up on screen, and it's a new graphic and it looks sharp, it says 90 Day Fiance. It doesn't say 90 Day Fiance OG. It doesn't say the other way. It doesn't say B90. It says 90 Day Fiance, season 10, episode 1. We're going to talk about a lot of new couples. Let's start with one of them. Ashley and Manuel. And let me say first impressions are everything. And this was not a good one for Ashley. Ashley, right off the bat, pissed me off. Why? How would you pull over when you're having a panic attack when you're driving? Instead of calling a friend. You're phoning a friend. You're going to need a lifeline. She was phoning a sister about. Okay, you're calling someone. And it's, you're not using the Bluetooth feature. You're, you're yeah. not in a Tesla. You're looking at your phone, trying to dial, hands off the wheel, pull over. Yes. This is very you're serious. Right. This you're is right. very serious. Pull over, calm down, make your phone call, get out of the car if you need, get some fresh air. But you're driving down the highway, putting your life at risk and so many other lives you at risk. You are so right because I often see cars doing wild things and that it scares me because I think that I'm a I'm a good driver, but I'm a very good driver. At the end of the day, it's not just about me. Like if someone does something ridiculous, unexpected, if I don't hit the brakes, right? Yeah. Like people like her. Terrible. Terrible. You're right. So we see this opening scene of her freaking out in the car. I'm like, ah, I'm having a panic attack. I'm having a panic attack. Twenty four hours earlier. Uh-huh. <laughs> And we are talking about Ashley and Manuel, our first new couple from Ashley's from Rochester, New York. Manuel is from Ecuador. Yes. So first first couple 24 hours earlier. We meet Ashley. We meet Ashley. She says she is 32 years old and she loves to dance. She's a poet. She's a witch. She's a tarot reader. She's an astrologer. Did I miss anything? Uh, yeah, she's batshit crazy. That's, that's <laughs> We could summarize it. We could save a couple of syllables and just say she's batshit. Here is why I was having an anxiety. She's a black cat. I would just be spitting uh, all the time. I know, but that's part of the persona, Teresa. Uh, to I- be a witch, where's her broomstick? Black cats give me anxiety because I am superstitious. 
I wouldn't say I'm superstitious. I'm a little stitious. <laughs> <laughs> but she's playing up this persona. And maybe she is. Who knows? I don't know. I don't really buy into all this stuff. But uh, as you guys know, I have come around to ghosts recently. So who knows what's going to come next? But she grew up in a religious family. But she's the rebellious one. So now she's dabbling. Or she's not dabbling. She's fully invested in the supernatural. Yeah. She says... N- Modern day witches are a little different, right? Uh, sure. She said she connects with the nature. That's how she does her spells and all that kind of stuff. And here's the thing. I sometimes I feel like because I am so not spiritual, I'm so not religious, I'm literally have a connection Hold to nothing. On. Stop. Because you can't go on one hand, oh, if I see a black cat, I need to spit and pinch you. To like, oh, I'm not spiritual. I'm not. It's like, yes, you're believing in it, but you're believing in the opposite end of it. I you- guess. Well, it's because I've experienced it. I have a real life experience with a black cat. Okay. Okay, I'll tell you. I think I said it before, but for any new listeners, right? I'm about 13, 14 years old, maybe younger. Not right now. No. <laughs> that would be illegal. <laughs> We are driving to Croatia with my parents, right? We leave our apartment literally one minute into the drive. A black cat crosses in front of the car and me and my mom, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, we got to spit and pinch each other. Dad, do it. And my dad is like, you guys are freaking crazy. This is dumb. I'm not doing it. right? So me and my mom do it. Dad doesn't do it. He's mm-hmm. the one driving. Four hours later, we get in this massive car accident. Yikes. Not us, but it, when I say massive, it was about two to 300 cars just getting slammed. We were towards the end of it, so we got bumped from back and front somehow. Mm-hmm. We were able, we got in the car accident. We were able to kind of use a tape and tape the car together, so we continued. Okay. But it was because my dad didn't spit when the cat crossed in front of the car. Ever since I'm a hardcore believer, I make John do it. He does it because he's a good partner and good husband. And that's why I have an anxiety seeing a black cat crossing in front of me. Okay. So maybe I do believe that the black cat and the lack of pinch and spit did cause this. But my question would be, did you believe in this superstition before? You said you believe it afterwards. Did your mom or you believe in it before? My mom did and she made me. And your mom was driving no my dad was driving okay have you okay. Ever, my mom doesn't drive within 20, 20 miles past our hometown fair enough because what i was going to say and this is very true is if you do believe in things like this oh you see a black cat well now it's in your head and then once you start overthinking things that's when accidents happen so it's not really the black cat that caused the accident it's oh, you over black cat. it's you overthinking oh my god uh, the black cat crossed our path what's going to happen and now because you're thinking something's going to happen something does happen but, okay, I thought maybe your mom was all nervous because she saw it and then she got it. No, it was my dad. Uh, and he didn't believe in it. I don't know if he does. I don't think he does. But I do. So, yeah, maybe I believe in something, right? But I sometimes feel like I wish I was more spiritual because I think it's relaxing. And oh, yeah. I sometimes need to relax. I wish I could look at the moon and do a spell and feel better. Sure. I can't. Yesterday we tried to look at the rainbow. <laughs> I'm like, let's let's enjoy the rainbow. Let's make a cocktail. By the time we made a cocktail, the rainbow was gone. That I was caused very, more. I was very upset. Caused more anxiety because we missed it. We missed the happy hour with the rainbow. Yeah. Anyways. So. Anyways. Back. I I don't want to totally call her like a bad shit crazy because there is a small part of me that wishes that. 
I was more like that. I was more like I was able to connect with the nature like this. And I, I love connecting with the nature when we hike. I, I appreciate the nature. Mm-hmm. I just don't connect with it like her. Okay. And I wish maybe I can try in the future. I wish I could. Well, we would not be together if you were <laughs> like Ashley. So pick your battles. Would you rather be with me or would you rather, in quotes, connect with nature more? I'll keep you as long as you keep spitting when we see these cats. You got it. Okay. So back to Ashley. We get a, a story that's very similar to our friends Kimberly and TJ from The Other Way, where Ashley was an undergrad. And when she was an undergrad, she had this dream that she was in the woods, in the jungle. She was working with the earth, whatever that means. And she woke up, she came to, and she told her biology teacher. And her teacher's like, well, as luck would have it, we're going to Ecuador in December if you want to come with. And Ashley was like, let's do it. And she went, and that's where she met Manuel. Yes, and this this is 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So 10 years ago, she met Manuel, who is 35. He is a construction worker in Ecuador. Yes. They met on New Year's Eve. Hello. And got engaged one week after. So we're talking 10 years ago again, right? <laughs> they tried to make it long distance, but didn't, didn't last. So they basically spent seven years apart. Yes. Not surprised it didn't work out. It seems like it moved... A little too quickly. She was a little too excited. And a little too young, too. A little too young. So didn't last. They ended up being apart for seven years. Yes. And she was in another long-term relationship, right? Mm -hmm. That also didn't last. And so she said this this is destiny because a week after the breakup, Manuel reached out. Hola. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So... Ashley flew to see Manuel in 2020, and they ended up quarantining together. And here we go again. Right away, Manuel proposed. Yes. Again. They, they move too quickly, is all too I'm going to say. Too quickly. I wonder if the Earth is okay with it. I don't think the Earth's okay with it. I don't know. If I was the Earth, I would be like, slow down. whoa, <laughs> slow down, girlfriend. Slow down. You see how slow I move? That's how slow you should yes. move. So Manuel didn't want to come to the U.S. at first, but then he's like, well, I can do construction work anywhere. Yeah, and I have a couple questions, thoughts about this. You can say you don't want to come to the States because you don't want to seem like you're chasing a green card. Or you could be scared because we learned he's never been outside of the States. He's never flown on an airplane. So I wonder if it was just fear or if he actually didn't want to. Does he love his life in Ecuador? There seems to be a couple of things going on because he doesn't tell his mom, right? That is, yeah. So I wonder what the reason was that he didn't want to go to the States. Was he lying? Did he not want to seem like he was chasing a green card? Or was he scared? Did he not want to fly? Did, is he scared of the unknown? Like, what was the reason? Because then eventually he's like, well, yeah, I can find work easier, so I guess I'll go. Yeah, he would be able to definitely find a work as a construction worker in the U.S. And I think it's probably better paid. Yeah. Than in Ecuador. Yeah. So here's the thing. When I hear someone who has some experience, who ha- who have work they enjoy and he seems to be enjoying it, coming to the U.S. will be like, yeah, hopefully I can do it there too. I like hearing it. Definitely. I don't like... I don't like hearing when some people are all these influencers be like, well, I can, I can try to be an actor. I can try to be a singer. Meaning, well, okay, who's going to pay the bills? Right, right. So at least he has... A future or he has a vision of, yeah, I can continue doing what I know because 
whether he speaks the English language or not, right? That's something he can still do as he learns. He's got employable skills. He does have employable skills. And the only thing he doesn't have, he doesn't speak English. Yeah. Which I was like, how are they going to communicate? But I think she speaks Spanish. Definitely. Or at least to a certain level. Definitely. I will guess, as a kid who grew up in Connecticut, eh, it might be tough to communicate in Rochester, New York. But we'll see. We'll see. They applied for the K-1 visa. He got it, and he's supposed to arrive tomorrow. Ooh, all righty. So before he arrives, she needs to do some magic shopping. <laughs> so let's go. I'm like, a magic store? That's oh, yeah. kind of cool. Oh, yeah. This takes me kind of, was it Stargazers in Squim, Washington? Remember when oh, Mike and yeah. Natalie they went to a store? It was like, are you on a journey or an adventure or something? Well, listen, I... Well, we went to Sedona like 10 months ago. I loved all the stores in Sedona. You really are trying to get in touch well, with the spirits. Well, nothing spoke to me before, besides that $5 ring that I still wear. Yeah. The Dalmatian ring, whatever it's made of. But mm -hmm. yeah, I really try. I like those stores. I like looking at things, obviously. Yeah. But nothing spoke to me. I like that you try. I like that you're putting yourself out Thank there. You. You're open to it. Thank you. You're open to the universe, but the universe is just You know what's like my favorite nature store that unfortunately is nowhere near, near us? Uh, Eastern Mountain Sports. What? EMS. I don't know. It's like REI. But oh, in, I love, in, I love REI. Mm, I just talked about it like half an hour ago. Your favorite nature store? Like nature. We've been podcasting for the last half hour. Okay, 45 minutes ago. Uh, oh, 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 Savannah Honey Company. Yes, I love. I think that's a nature store. It it's is. Honey honey, honeys come from the nature. I love honey stores. Hmm. All right. That's the closest one to us. Okay. So back to Ashley. Okay. Uh, Manuel's visa expires tomorrow. He's supposed to schedule. He's supposed. He's scheduled to arrive that day, basically. Which is why. So these are not the sharpest tools in the shed. Let's just put that out there. Why would you wait until the very last day? Like, a, have you I never had, had a week a, before? Have you? Well, Manuel's. I was gonna say, have you never been on a flight that's been canceled or delayed? No, Manuel hasn't. So he probably doesn't know that that's a possibility. Yeah, but I, I'm just gonna say. I don't think he paid for the flight. I think she paid for the flight. Possibly. So why didn't you, even like three days early, like why? Like why did you wait until the last minute? Is it some sort of a magic thing that the right. earth said, wait until the last minute and see if he makes it? Mercury is in retrograde, so don't oh. travel now. You have yeah, to I, wait. Yeah. What, yeah. Are, you in, are you into that now? I'm not, but I've experienced bad luck with that too because my friend told me. You ever hear something called a coincidence? Theresa. I know. I know. Well, here's the thing. I, I don't track Mercury at all. I have no idea when it's or it's not in retrograde. <laughs> me either. But when someone tells me and shit happens, I'm like, oh, That's damn what planet. Of course. Of course. Otherwise, it's just a coincidence or things just happen. But you can you can make it make sense all you want or it could just be a coincidence. Who knows? I will forever believe in black cats. Well, they exist, so you should. They keep crossing all the time. Okay. Let's get to the bar. Ashley's meeting up with her friends. Um, who drinks vodka during the day at like a beer garden, first of all? Why not? You can. 
I wouldn't. I vodka is like a I love I love dirty martinis. Uh that's definitely a oh it's dark outside drink. Yeah, not even sunset. I don't yeah. mean like like a vodka at sunset is still you're pushing it a little bit. I don't yeah. You're right. But also like Isn't I had a beer garden? Yeah, no. I only I would I'm a when I drink vodka. I'm a vodka snob because if you drink shitty vodka, the next day sucks. Yeah, I'm a liquor snob. So that's why I'm a vodka snob and I never drink more than two. So it's not as bad. You know what's interesting that I just realized? What? The cheaper the beer, at least in my case, the cheaper the beer, the better the next day. And the cheaper the, cheaper the alcohol, the worse the next Yes. If you're drinking Bud Light, you could I, have 10 and wake up the next no, day. I actually... Bud Light, Coors Light, all these freaking stupid you beers. You love Miller Light. You love Mi- Bush Mi- Light. Millie and Bush. But you, know che- you know, Bush is cheaper than Bud Light. So let's take Bush okay. as the example. Okay. You can drink 10 Bush Lights and wake up the next day and go for a five mile That's run. That's true. If you drank bottom of the shelf vodka, if you had two bottom Ooh, of the shelf, you'd even. wake up the next day and stay in bed for the next five hours. I would actually not. I can taste a good distilled vodka. And if it's a bottom shelf, no. I think the cheapest vodka I'll drink is Tito's. I only drink it in Bloody Mary because it kind of covers it. Okay. But think about it. You drink a a nice beer, top shelf beer. It's a craft beer. You have a handful of those, you're going to be hurting because they're usually higher percentage alcohol. For some reason, those hit you harder. True. So the cheaper the beer, the better the next day. The cheaper the alcohol, the worse the next day. True, but I don't want to... I don't want to talk shit, but I hate Bud Light. I had Bud Light like two or three times in my life. Yeah. Every single time I was no, I was very sick the next day. And I didn't mix. It's just there is something in Bud Light that makes me sick. If I had to rank the big three, just personal preference, Millie's, Miller Light are my favorite, then Bud Light. Coors Light <gasps> is a far third. What about third. Bush Light? But that's not a big three. Oh. Big three is like Miller, Coors, Bud. Coors Light's way at the bottom for me. It tastes like rubber. I would only drink Miller Light. I wouldn't drink any of the others, but I do love Bush Light. Agreed. Okay. So here's where we learn that Manuel hasn't told his mom that he's going to the United States of America to be with his fiance. This is not good. Yes. Why? Uh, Well, he told Ashley, oh, it's going to be easier to tell mom once I'm in the States. like, And yes, maybe mom's going to worry because you've never traveled and this is such a big trip. But like, this is terrible. And I'm glad that Ashley recognizes, oh, if he's able to lie to his mom so easily, he could probably lie to me just as easily because a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people go like, oh, no, they would never do that to me. Sure, they can lie to their family and friends. They would never lie to me. Ashley's going, no, I get it. Maybe he's lying to me too if he's lying to his mom. Yeah. Also, as we said, this happened too fast. And I know they've known each other for 10 years, but they haven't been in touch for the past seven. So it is moving fast and people do change. So I don't think she knows a lot about him. And he does know a lot about her. And she says it. She's like, he doesn't know the extent of my witchness. So everyone's lying to everyone because in a way she's lying by omission. I hate that because I don't really believe in that, but... She's not being completely honest about her witchy ways. And that means you you got a K1 for a guy who doesn't love you because he doesn't know you. Mm. Right? You're expecting to marry this guy, but you can't even 
be completely honest about your witchy ways? I think, well, here's what I think I understand. I think being a witch is very, like, people who are religious don't believe in witches right, or and he's think Catholic. they're like very, very bad because yes. it goes back in hundreds of years to Salem, right? It's like, Yo- it's like Johann and Danielle. Yes. So I think she just doesn't know how to explain it to him because he wouldn't get it. He wouldn't, maybe he wouldn't see it as something positive. He would see it as something like, oh, are you going to curse me and I'm going to die? Or- then it's, it is either one, bad. Or two, she doesn't fully understand because if people... I think she does. Like, she seems to be doing this for years. Then she should be able to explain. If you understand something completely, you can explain it to someone else at a fifth grade level. So either she doesn't fully understand what she's doing or it is bad. If she can't explain it to him in a way where he goes, oh, that makes sense. It's one of those two things. And the fact that she's keeping it from him... It doesn't matter whether it's one of those two things. It's just bad that she feels like she's doing something that she can't be honest about. I don't know how it's in the U.S. or anywhere else, but in Czech, we have a lot of fairy tales. Like Czech people love fairy tales, right? We do too. Disney. No, not Disney. Like old, like that you, it's like mouth to mouth, right? It goes generation to generation fairy tales. (laughs) They're written books. I love a good mouth to mouth fairy tale. (laughs) And they're all like very... Raw, like I love all of it. A b- m- bunch of books, old books written by old Czech authors, bunch of Russian books that I really enjoyed, the fairy tales. And in every single one of them, the witch is always the bad guy. There's always the yeah. bad way. Wicked the witch, witch of the West. The witch eats the kids. The witch does all kinds of things. Sure. There are no fairy tales that say, oh, the witch is the good person. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is that. If Manuel is religious and they maybe have fairy tales like that that you keep hearing as a child, maybe he would never see it as something positive. It's a good point. The witch industry needs to rebrand. <laughs> Seriously. They come up with a new name. If it's different from that, rebrand. Yeah. I honestly, I can think of only one chick fairy tale that's maybe within the next 15 years that I saw that the witch was good, that she was, like, helping the princess and the poor guy get together. Oh, what's Wicked, the play? Oh, is, I've never seen there, it. I feel I've like never there's a bad it. witch and maybe a good witch. I've never seen it, I but I know. know the witch is green in the poster because I saw <laughs> it around, the, around New York City subway. Sure. So I'm not sure if that's too good. Okay. So Colin. Manuel is supposed to be arriving at any moment into Miami. He's going to make his connection there to Rochester. But Ashley hasn't heard from him. So she's starting to freak a little bit. Does he have a phone? Yes. Well, is it set up for the States? Is you a can question. get on Wi-Fi. Come on. Okay. But she has not heard. We see Sienna, Ashley's sister, come over. And Ashley tells her, haven't heard from him. Don't know where he is. And Sienna's like, there's always something wrong with this relationship. You believe in the universe, Ashley. Is this not the universe telling you not to do this? It is probably. It probably is. It probably is. I've seen enough 90 Day to know this is probably the universe, or at least Delta, telling you not to do this. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand how, like, she can also track the plane. Like, mm. you, or if if something happens, like, for example, as we said, right, my parents are coming, 
they don't really speak English, very, very limited. We wrote them a welcome letter with our information. If anything went wrong, I would assume the immigration officers would call me or John to get in touch and say, hey, something's up. Like, didn't she do that? Teresa, you're very smart. Oh, thank you. I don't think it actually is. Well, it's just I'm trying to cover. If nothing else, I don't mean to say she's dumb, but maybe a little naive. Well, that's uh, immigration 101 when someone who's traveling to the U.S. and doesn't speak English so they cannot really explain it for themselves, you need to write a letter. You really do. And I'm not saying most of the time the immigration officer, if everything looks correct on the paper, right? they're not going to even read it. They'll be like, no, you're good, right? But in case of something, the letter explains what's going on. It explains my parents are coming for two weeks. It explains our address, they're staying with us, our contact information, why they're coming, what we're going to be doing. Like, you need that if they cannot speak for themselves. Yeah, yeah, you're 100% right. So this is where we see Ashley head to the airport. She starts having her panic attack, and she takes her hands off 10 and 2. Oh, that, that, here is where I saw it. I have a note towards the end, but I'm like, what? why is she on her phone like that? That's brutal. That it's really it bothers me because it does endanger other people. I would say, even if you were level-headed doing what she was doing, which is hands off the wheel, making a phone call, that's bad. Now mix into the fact that she's having a panic attack. Yeah. Pull over. Yeah. And I don't know what car she has, but it didn't look like a car from 1995, right? I'm sure that SUV connects to your phone, or I would <sighs> hope. I mean, I have my car programmed to press a button to call you or to call yeah. whoever I usually call, which not even you. It's Mine my doesn't aunt. do that. Though. It's my aunt. Yeah. Well, I just got a car recently. So, yeah, I would just press a button and the thing would all connect yeah. without me ever touching my phone. Yeah. This was not good. This but here's brutal. the thing. Yeah. Even if your car doesn't do that. Yeah. Don't grab your phone and do, do that, Pull especially over. when you're having a panic attack. Pull over. All right. Well, that is Ashley and Manuel. What a what an amazing introduction to this season. Oof. I'm very excited for them. I'm very excited for all these couples. I think, though, before we talk about any more, we should take a quick break. Oh, right. When we come back, we'll talk about a, an old favorite of ours. Ooh. All right? We'll take a quick break. We'll tell you about our sponsors for this episode, and we'll be back in a second. And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Teresa. How are things on that side of the folding table? They're good. You ready to talk about <laughs> uh, Gino? Gino and Jasmine. And Jasmine. <laughs> I finally found my Gino voice. Good. Just in time for the start. Of, just in time. We didn't get any break. You should have never lost it. We were talking Gino last week. I lost it week. for a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's back. Um, it's, it's back. <laughs> but before we go to Michigan, let's let's kick it off and Yes. So Jasmine is moving through the U.S. in a few days. So her friends are throwing her a bachelorette party. I was having, having flashbacks when I saw this bus. This bus, from my experience, I went on a bachelor party. We had a bus. It was called the Funk Bus. And boy, was it funky. Was it the one that someone peed and it came back? Yeah. We took Ew. this bus. We took this party bus to the beach and we had a couple. Was it in Cape Cod? It was in Cape Cod. Hyannis had a couple pops on the way to the beach. And as you do, you got to go to the bathroom. Uh, one friend in the front of the bus rolled the window down and started peeing out of it. 
and my friend in the back of the bus uh, got a face full of pee because his window. Uh, that's awesome. really bad. You guys are nasty. Uh, yeah, needless to say, I feel like this bus has seen some shit. Well. And piss. And inflatable penis with a head. Now this penis with a fedora. <laughs> uh, talk about a circumcision gone bad. Like you've heard nicknames for penis tops, right? You've heard, you know, the old mushroom the mushroom to the military helmet. I have not heard oh. that. Well, you should hang around men more often. Okay. But I mean, I could just hear like, whoa, look at the fedora on that thing. Like <laughs> that just seems like a circumcision gone wrong when you end up with a fedora. Well, classic Gino. <laughs> I thought it was great. I thought it was I actually thought it was great. hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And then Jasmine tells us something that I said since, since the first day we met them ever. Yeah. She yeah. says... Well, I'm into more like an attractive guys because I'm too jealous. So when I first saw Gino with a little belly fat and those like chicken legs and the bald head, he's like, I, I just loved it. I said it from day one that she is so crazy and so jealous that she's going for guys who are not at the same level as she is because they would worship her compared to someone who's hot. Who'd be like, yeah, well, you're crazy. I'll go next, next, bye. It's just ironic because Gino has not really been worshiping her. The, I feel like the way she probably thought he would. Well, I think, listen, if someone or I don't even want to say, but if I told you that I made a sex tape a month ago with my ex and, Very threw, recently. A, and threw a ring at you, I don't think we would be having this podcast. No, we would not. Be. That's what I'm saying. He worships her. Not mm. many guys would get over such, and this is just one of the many, many shitty things she told him over over the years. That's very so. true. That's very true. So, yeah, as we alluded to, they applied for the K-1 a year ago. We all saw on the date of the interview, Jasmine was told, there's an issue. So the interview was postponed. But on the second try, the officer approved her within 10 minutes because according to Jasmine, I'm super cute. Yeah, that's that's probably why. That's not how immigration works, <laughs> Jasmine. I'm sure just more likely the officer was a fan of 90 Day Fiance and said, a season with Jasmine in Michigan? Oh, yeah. Approved. Where's oh, my yeah. stamp? Where's, Billy, get me my stamp. Approved. Well, this is just one of the one of the obstacles, right? Next, they have to <laughs> file for the green card. And that's another, that's going to be another thing they need to prove, right? So that's probably, getting the fiance visa it's not winning. It's just, okay, one done, next. We didn't have to do the K-1. We no. obviously had to do the green card. And as you heard, if you listened to last week's episode or the week before, Therese was just approved for a 10-year green yeah. card. So, like, I would say just in our experience, the first green card was the most difficult. We didn't have to do a K-1, but the first no. green card was the trickiest. Just to apply. We got approved within very fast, like three, three months. months which was amazing. The second one, which we call it the second green card, it's basically the same green card. It's just the first green card is called conditional. So it's for two years with a condition and the immigration wants to see, okay, after two years, are you still together? If you're not, is there a legit reason why you broke up? They basically want to make sure you're not scamming. Yeah. And then they remove the condition. So when I got my second green card, it basically says resident since... 
the time I got my first green card, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not really second and first. It's just removing a condition and getting a new card. And it was difficult. It was difficult just because of the amount of paper, paperwork you have to provide. And oh my gosh. The first one. Evidence, yes. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It was, it was a lot. Okay. So <laughs> did you think... Gino was retiring for good. We see no. him. We see him leaving his office with a box of his belongings. Sounds like either he got fired or I think he's retiring. He says, "I'm taking a break from automotive engineering. After 30 years, I'm taking a break." Well, he was retired before. He said he went back to work so he can finance her apartment in Panama. And that's basically what he's going to have to do again. But he's taking this break, which I thought was very sweet. I was like, oh, he doesn't want to have to go to work every day when Jasmine arrives so he can be there to hang out and help her adjust, which to me sounds very thoughtful. For like a year? Well, except he hasn't told Jasmine that he's taking a break from working. Yeah, and living is expensive, right? Even if he has savings, he's not old. He's in his early 50s. Living with still have time and living with someone like jasmine that's the caveat it's someone who has butt implants and lip implants and hair implants and all kinds of implants and who spends a lot of money even like nails the type of nails she does that's like a hundred plus bucks every two or three weeks like it's expensive yeah and I, I do feel like gino probably has decent savings yeah, but, but still he's it's not like oh he's in his late 60s he can He's literally tired and take care of all. He's in his early 50s. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He probably has a good amount of savings if he was at retirement age for himself. Yeah. But he is, yeah, he's 50s. Now he's not going to be with himself. He's going to be with a very expensive wife. And, and someone who also wants to bring her kids over. Someone who wants to bring her kids over. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe t- take a two-week vacation. When she arrives, why are you leaving work? I don't know. Put in for two weeks. Mm -hmm. Say I saved up. I banked all my vacation days, my PTO, sick Mm -hmm. days, whatever it is. But to just leave and then can you go back? Are they going to accept you right away or do you have to apply again and hope you get a job? Who's going to hire a guy in his late 50s whenever you decide to come back? And you didn't tell Jasmine. Doesn't seem like the best idea. Yeah, I don't think so. Because then we see Gino. He's running on a treadmill in boat shoes (laughs) and i'm like okay i guess a for effort do you know the mileage on this bad boy well (laughs) i thought he was working out with the fedora and a button down i did too which he probably does to be fair but he was actually shopping for a used treadmill and the the lady said well it's 200 bucks it's in a good shape and Gino's like well i would like it but i need to think of finances because (sighs) i don't work anymore and Again, I don't want to count anyone's money. No, I do. I think we should on this podcast. Okay. You're pinching you're pinching pennies already. You yeah. just left work. Yeah. And like 200 bucks in a grand scheme of what Jasmine will, will require is nothing. As you said. That's like her, that's, her nail appointment for the month. Right. That's not even what she's going to spend on her hair. Yeah. Oh, definitely not. So if you're pinching pennies already, you probably shouldn't have left yeah. your, your steady paycheck. Then we... Go back to the bus where Jasmine is literally shoving her bare ass out of the bus. She is her own stripper. Yes. She's, saving, she's pinching pennies there. They didn't have to hire a stripper for her bachelorette. <laughs> she's her own stripper. Well, she says, 
Well, I was like really working out and like dieting, so I'm I'm fit when I go to Michigan. But I lost my fat ass, as she says, and that's the part of her body that Gino loves. So she got butt implants. Problem solved. Brazil, I, Brazilian butt lift, little BBL action. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know. I think either they're lying about their money situation because she she's still spending a lot on herself. But here's why. Because she doesn't know their financial situation. Jasmine's mm. keeping it a secret, or Gino's keeping it a secret. Mm. So she's out there spending like daddy's still bringing home the big bucks, but he's not. And so she's getting a BBL and doing whatever else with the money that Gino isn't currently making now. Yeah, I'm not sure, but yes, that's that sounds expensive. I'm sure it was. Here's my bigger concern. I feel like Jasmine's going the way of Darcy and Stacy because I actually think Jasmine's very pretty. But she's 36. I feel like we forget she's 36 because Gino is in his 50s. She's 36 and she's doing so much work. Mm -hmm. And she says it. She's like, I spend, so she spent money for her wedding dress on these procedures. Gino sent her money to buy a wedding dress. She said, well, (laughs) Gino is cheap and I need to keep myself pretty. I mean, you can keep yourself pretty by doing working out and do things that don't cost as much money. Drink a lot of water. Don't drink alcohol. Like, there are things that you can do to keep yourself looking young yeah. without all these procedures. And don't get me wrong. I'm about to sign up for some Botox myself. Yeah, me too. But I think that's probably as far as I'll go. Unless I would like bigger boobs. Maybe if we have kids after all, I would go for it. Mm-hmm. But I think that would that's... Oh, maybe I would do tummy tuck. All right, you stop. Well, I'm saying it now. If Gino's paying for it, you can do whatever you want. (laughs) I'm saying it now, but at the same time, I could also work out more and do more on my own, right? Yeah. I think Jasmine just does all these extra things, just spending all the money from Gino, money that she was, was meant for something else. Hoping, oh, he's working. I'll, I'll go to the U.S. and I'll, I'll get a new wedding dress. This is why we talk about it all the time. Our three C's. Communication is maybe the biggest. And they're not communicating. Gino's not being honest. Jasmine's not being honest. They're both withholding information. And it, it's going to blow up in both of their faces. Oh, yeah. So... Breaking news, headline news. We finally see one of Jasmine's kids. Her oldest son, Wanse. Was it the oldest one? Yeah. Because he looked pretty young. I know, but I feel like that's probably why we only saw the oldest one. The other one's probably too young. Doesn't want to put him on TV. Yeah. So we get to see Wanse. And Jasmine says they have a great relationship because she lets him eat junk food, unlike her dad, <laughs> his dad. <laughs> and... Gino did meet him before, and they bonded, which is important. I was actually impressed. I was happy to hear it. Jasmine waited, I think it was a year, mm-hmm. to introduce Gino to Wanse and the other child. And good. Good for Jasmine. That's actually sane. There are so many other people we see that's like, yeah, first date, you want to see my kids? Here's what I'm going to say, and I might be wrong. I don't think they have 50-50 custody. I think the dad has full custody with Jasmine seeing the kids here and there and the mom being very involved. Because the mom came with a kid. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. Ja- Jasmine is the mom. Her mom 
Oh, oh, oh. But I don't think they have, if they had 50 50 custody, we would see the kid more. She would talk about him more. Even her apartment, there are no toys, there's nothing. But Jasmine's bringing the kids to the States. Which I don't understand how maybe the dad thinks it's a better opportunity for the kids with education and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But if someone has a 50 50 custody, think about it. The kids would have to be. We would see them more. If not no, seeing them we more, wouldn't. We wouldn't. If you're, because I think she actually is a good mom because she waited to introduce them to Gino. I don't think she wants. She didn't put her youngest on TV. I, I don't think, think she, it's her doing. I think that's the dad saying absolutely fucking not. It'll be interesting because we're gonna see her move to the states. We're gonna see. I would imagine the kids move with her, and let's see. We'll both. They're not be. moving right now. Right. It takes time. To apply for a green card for her kids too. Mm-hmm. Like if she was a good mom, she would not be leaving her kids. She would wait. She would apply for a green card with the kids. Like she would make sure the kids can come with her. Like I don't know. I'm not a mom, but if I was a mom, I don't think I would leave my kids behind. Well, here's the only shit I'll give Jasmine. And I, I won't say about leaving behind or not, because you have I feel like you have to move there first, maybe to apply for the green card. Or can you apply before you move for them? I think you can you can apply. I don't know how it works, but I think if you get a lawyer to be like, hey, applying for a K1, but I have kids. I need the kids to come with me. I'm sure that is a way. Well, here's the definite shit I'll give Jasmine. She's moving like tomorrow and she hasn't told her kids yet. Yeah. She's like, you know, Papa Gino, not not the shitty pizza place in New England. <laughs> uh, Papa Gino. Yeah, I'm going to be moving to the States with him uh, like tomorrow. It's like, what? Yeah. You didn't give a heads up. You're not going to have like a going away party. You're not going to do anything. You're just going to leave. I think that's pretty shitty. But Wanse took the news well, a little too well. I think Wanse rehearsed quite a bit because <laughs> his answers were like he was reading it. I, yeah. think they, I think Jasmine practiced with him a little bit so she doesn't look so shitty. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad for the kid. Imagine that she's her. She's your mom. I know. Well, that's why I always thought that the kids would just stay with dad because, yeah, you see your mom shoving her her ass out a window. I would not want to be a part of that show at all. Or like peeing on Gino. I don't know. Peeing like, on Gino. I love Gino and Jasmine. I love watching them. And actually, yes, Jasmine's crazy, but I have nothing against her necessarily. No. But as far as this, when I think about it, she's a mom. She's leaving the kids behind. But it's temporary. I don't know. It's temporary. We'll see. Like Larissa left her kids behind. But she also said it was temporary. She said, I'm going to bring them. She's been here like, what, five, six, seven years. Yeah. Where are the kids? Yeah. It's a good point. We'll have to follow up. So then we get some more details of the issues that Jasmine's having with Gino's family. And this, to me, this is a non-issue. But Jasmine is hysterical and every everything that happens, I feel like she goes overboard with it. So the issue is Gino's sister-in-law requested that Jasmine and Gino don't get married on certain dates because they're going to be vacationing in Florida. Well, I'm with Jasmine on the way she said it to her because we saw the text message. Yeah. If your sister did that, I would definitely schedule our wedding on that day because of the way because of the way she sent it. If she said, oh, hey, Jasmine, oh, my gosh, I've heard you're coming. That's awesome. Cannot wait for the wedding. Just an FYI, we're already 
we're gonna be away during these days. So if you guys haven't booked the vacation yet, if you could wait, because we would love book to the be wedding part yet. of it. Yeah, wedding. book the wedding yet, we would love to be part of it. If this was the message, I would be like, oh, absolutely. The message mm-hmm. was, don't get married on these days, we'll be in Florida. That's a That fair, was it. That's a fair point. I guess I looked over the vehicle and just looked at the 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 meaning of the message which was hey we would love to be a part of your wedding so please don't get married on these days but you're right should have been a phone call maybe yeah. maybe a phone call hey uh super excited you're coming can't wait yeah. to be part of the wedding i'm telling you right now no matter who would say this if we get a text message saying hey don't get married uh between uh february 3rd and february 10 we'll be in florida i would be like well guess what you're not coming i would yeah. literally be very upset because that message was just rude if someone wanted to make sure that they wanted to be part of the wedding they wanted to celebrate our love but they booked the vacation so if we haven't scheduled anything yet if we could wait different situation i'll be like yeah absolutely like we haven't even thought about it we'll take this into consideration right yeah that's that a- message was Purely rude. Okay, so that's team a, Jasmine here. That's a great point. I was not team Jasmine until you explained it, and now I totally am. Because all I, in my mind, in my dumb male mind, I saw a wedding that hadn't been scheduled yet, and someone going, hey, well, when you schedule it, just don't book these dates. But you're right. That it, did No, it was like, literally the message started with, don't schedule the wedding on these days. We'll be in Florida. <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're you're 100 right. So, okay, did we we've met this dog before? The Coco dog. Who names a male dog Coco? I don't know. I think she's going for Coco Chanel because she's trying to be fancy. So let me say it again. Who names a male dog Coco? I don't know. That's a female dog. Is name it? name Coco. It could be also Coconut. Still a female dog's name. Coconut. Any Coco is a female dog's name. I don't know, but Coco, <laughs> Coco is the only family member who's coming to the U.S. because he doesn't need visa. Yeah, uh, semi swell, semi swell, and at the pet spa where where Jasmine facetimes Gino, and we learn there's some bladder issues. Coco's got some bladder issues. Well, Gino is like. So have you potty trained? Have you? Ah, Come on, find I it, Teresa. I lost my Gina was like, You better find it. Jasmine, Jasmine, have you potty trained Coco yet? Well, he doesn't do it on purpose. He suffers from anxiety, Gino. I don't know what that voice was. <laughs> <laughs> well, Coco needs to be potty trained because apparently he just pees all over and he looks like a big dog. Like, it's not a puppy. You need to potty train your dogs immediately. I don't have a dog, but I used to have dogs. The first thing we did when we got a puppy, we were a potty training, hardcore, yeah. so the dog wasn't peeing in the house, right? Yeah. I don't think Jasmine really cares about that. So, yeah, Coco isn't potty trained, and it's because he has anxiety. Well, I feel like Gina would appreciate if Coco pissed on him. <laughs> how about you take Coco out when he needs to go out? That's how you potty train the dog. I don't yeah. think Jasmine does that. I think she goes out, she parties a lot, and she keeps forgetting that she has Coco. Well, I feel like little dogs have it so easy, too, because you can just put out that pad. and then the yeah, dog- That's kind of nasty, too. Like, take the dog out. You should take the dog out. Yeah, it's not a guinea pig. <laughs> so Gina's like, well, okay, what's going on? You don't seem okay, Jasmine. Is something else going on? And Jasmine tells Gino about the text from the sister-in-law. Yes. 
And Gino, he's like, well, it's fine. Uh, makes sense to me. But again, Gino, that message was just rude. I, I agree now. I was on the complete opposite side of the fence, but I agree now. And he was like, it was a simple ask. What's wrong with that? It's because the way it was asked, Gino. I would say, or I would think, this can't be real. This whole argument situation can't be real. But Jasmine's not that good of an actor, and she was in tears, like hyperventilating Mm -hmm. at the pet spa. Well, here's the thing. I don't think Gino's family loved Jasmine because even if they knew nothing about her from Gino, they could watch the show, right? Mm. It really says a lot. And then I know Gina complains because we've heard that too with cousin Dana, right? So I think the family is just rolling with it because Gina is bringing her here, but they're being rude to her. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Like I would be like that was that was just a rude message, especially when it comes to something like a wedding. Like be more sensitive, whether you like the person or not. I assume you like Gino, your brother-in-law, right? Just be more sensitive. Yeah. Wow. I don't think I've ever done a complete 180 on this pod. I think this is my first 180. Like, I totally see your point now. Yeah. I, I really felt bad for her because I was like, and I love your sister, but if she said something like this to me, I would be like, oh, well, I don't care if you're coming then because this is not the way to say it. Yeah. Because the intent is right. The intent is, hey, yeah, I want to celebrate your love. Yeah. But call her up. Make it a Listen, phone call. There are people in our lives that we don't like. And sometimes I, you're not as fluffy to them if you need to be, right? Mm-hmm. And that was literally an example of her saying something to someone she doesn't like, but she's doing it because. Yeah. That's a great point. All right. All right. Let's get to a new couple number two. Love it. Sophie and Rob. Sophie and fake Drake. That's what I'm going to call them. Oh, you call him whatever you want, but this is going to be wild. So we meet Sophie first. She's 23. She lives in London, England, and her job is a social media influencer. And I wasn't understanding this whole thing, but I guess she promotes clothes because she says mm-hmm. she gets a lot of stuff for free. I like free clothes. I, I really like my, get my free clothes. So I'm an influencer. It's like your daddy buys you clothes. You get free clothes every day of your life, probably, lady. She's like, she started clubbing at 12. Okay, so this is what I wanted to talk to you about as our resident European. I started clubbing at 14. <laughs> Still seems young. Well, if you look old enough, well, the clubs don't care. Believe is that me, true? we always sneak there. Is that true? The what? If, the cl- if you look old enough, the clubs yeah. don't care. Yeah. But I- this is like long. She's younger than me. She's basically 10 years younger than me. I'm not sure about how that was happening, but... In Czech, we, there was just one club in my town, two clubs. They probably knew how old we were, but we used to go just sipping on Coca-Cola. Once in a while, someone bought us a beer. My mm. dad used to go to the same club, so I was like hiding with the beer. My I, dad usually saw me. I he was like, like, I didn't see you here. Just an FYI, just be home by midnight. Your town was is so small that they probably relied on the underage to keep the lights on because there wasn't enough... Uh, of age to go but like I've told my story a million times before even at 19 
I had to send in an older friend to figure out what color the wristband was. Then we would go highlight a plain wristband so that we could get in. Yeah, often when I turned 15. But also, I'm, I'm not a hot girl. So you could get in. Like they started doing it. They wanted to see your ID, which you get it when you're 15. You just get this little thing on your wrist sometimes that you're underage so you don't drink alcohol right wait you you get a wristband so you can't drink you cannot they just take the wristband off yeah well they did it in some clubs but in not in in like bigger towns and my hometown was kind of like okay well go we had moments when sometimes they got tipped off that the police might come and there were times that they didn't let us in they were like no like not today like Mm -hmm. the police is supposed to come guess what we did we were hanging out outside the club Smart. On the street. So yeah. eventually we always somehow got in. But yeah, I started going out, out when I was like 14. My mom had no idea. As I said, my dad sometimes saw me and just pretended he didn't see me. Yeah. And it was the It's kind of awkward that you guys are at the same place anyways for him and you. I know. But <laughs> it's like, it was like my best friend's father or stepfather was there too. So they were always like, uh, hi, like but, just what the fuck are you doing here? Just. But, Go, just let me not see you. Make me a promise. When we're 50, we're not going to be hanging out at a place where there's 14-year-olds. Yes, no. Okay. For sure. But yeah, it was kind of like, it was a music club with a lot of live music or DJs. And so we all loved doing that. There was other clubs that, or bars we used to sneak in. And I'm like, fuck, my dad is here again. <laughs> I live in a small Maybe town. Maybe he was keeping an eye on you. I Maybe he knew you were going to be it there. It was always like my dad or my dad's friends or my best friend's dad or his friends. There was always someone. And we kind of just, you know, when I got like 16, 17 age, I would have a beer with my dad. Mm-hmm. That ended up being fine. But my dad, literally my rule was good grades in school. And he's like, I never want the police drop you over in the house. He's like, if you get caught, you're fucking done going out. Mm-hmm. Two rules. So my dad goes like, you pick your bottles. You want to keep going out? Well, maybe don't drink. Because if the police got me and I wasn't drunk, they would just be like, well, you fucking need to go home. Yeah. But they wouldn't pick me up. Right. Um. So I've never got picked up. It was all, <laughs> I kind of powered through life with that. The only time I got grounded and I couldn't go out is when I got bad grades. Yep. But that was a different story. So those were my rules. When she says clubbing at 12, Yikes. I wouldn't buy it in England, but I do buy it in Spain. Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. let's not forget she grew up in Spain. Okay, so her family is wealthy, she says, but she doesn't know how. Red flag. But her granddad worked really hard, unlike her. Yeah. She lived in nice houses, went to private school, traveled a lot. But life wasn't always that easy because she is mixed race. Her dad is black. Her mom is white. She grew up in Spain and there weren't any other black kids. So she says she was bullied a lot. But she says, yeah, made me who I am, led me to be who I am today. And it also led me to rob the love of my life. Yeah. And so she met him or she saw his photos on a mixed race guy's Instagram page. Yes. And that, yeah, that's how she discovered fake Drake. Yeah. And I think she messaged him. Someone's lit into someone's DMs. Yes. Um, so cut to Rob, 32, L.A., hitting the gym. Yes. He's like, I care about the looks and the personality. Uh, no, I care a lot about looks. Uh, mostly about looks, actually, because I'm a good-looking guy. Yeah, he's like, so I want a fine-ass woman. <laughs> I'm a jack-of-all-trades. One of my jobs, being a model. 
Uh, so I got a lot of women reaching out to me. And when Sophie reached out, I was like, oh, shit, is she even real? So, yes, she was the one yeah. to reach out. Uh, we started talking. I shot my shot, and I must have made it because look at us now. Yeah, so they texted first on Instagram, and then he called FaceTimed her. Eight hours. Eight hours. This is some Brandon and Mary shit. Yeah. Well, then he talks about they come from very different backgrounds. Rob grew up very differently. He's not from a wealthy family. He's kind of a survival, it seems like. And then, as we said, Sophie comes from a rich family who... She grew up with maids, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so they talked for six months. Sophie ends up going to LA. They lived together for two months. Mm-hmm. And after those two months, I guess Sophie was the one who kind of, in a way, proposed. She floated the idea of, do we do a K-1? Like, how do we keep this party going? Let's yeah. do a K-1. And Rob went along with it. Yeah. But Rob says, well, I just need to keep her... Like, she is a very high maintenance, so I need to keep her poshness down. I'm like, what does it even mean? Yeah. I feel like you got to meet in the middle on this. She... Allow her to be who she is, but maybe not too much, right? There is a way to be... To live within your means and be humble. But also, you need to step up, Rob. Maybe yeah. maybe do more than whatever modeling you're trying to do. Yeah. Right? Because we see fake Drake at home. He definitely lives a different life than Sophie. He's throwing roach traps yeah. all over his and place. And he doesn't even have a bathroom. This is the worst part. Uh, this is not a studio apartment as he wants to parade it around. This is a dorm room. Yeah. If you have to leave your domicile to go to the bathroom, you don't live in a studio apartment. You live in a dorm room. Mm-hmm. Not good. But he's got a swell dog. Oh, semi-swell dog. Rome. Yeah. Well, you don't like pit bulls. I don't. It's not. I don't. I don't mind pit bulls. They're just. I like certain pit bulls. Yeah. Rome seemed like a swell dog. He acted swell. So okay, that's what uh, that's what it takes. OK. You know that you can go from not swell to semi-swell just based on personality or even your location. Okay, you're right. So it's a swell dog. If you're a, if you're not swell, but you're like at IKEA, you're like, oh, look at this. Oh, we just saw, we just saw yeah, a dog look at this like not that. swell dog, but he's at IKEA. He's living his best life. He's he's shopping affordably. This is a semi-swell <laughs> dog. He was acting very nicely, just like following the path, like we did. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's really no way not to. Um, <laughs> uh, Rome is a swell dog in my book. Okay, I agree. Rome is a swell dog. Yeah. Um, so then we cut back to London and Sophia's packing. She wants to say she's classy, but she just shoves her sneakers in her bag on top of her clothes. Yeah. That's a garbage move. That's trash. That's you can, trash. Money can't buy you class. And just putting used worn sneakers on top of your clothes. You need to put trash. them in a trash bag. Put them in a trash bag. That's what's up. Yeah. So she's calling her mom Claire. And so she has no siblings like me. So Claire is her bestie. My mom Sister is relation. my mom. <laughs> your dad is your friend. Yeah, my dad is my friend. My mom is. Uh, I love my mom. Don't get me wrong, but we just. <laughs> she's not going got- to the. She's not going to the club and drinking with you at fourteen. No, definitely not. Um. So she has no siblings. She's calling mom, and mom does not like Rob because she says something in a way like, "How's Rob the knob?" Rob and apparently, the knob. 
it's not a term of endearment. No, knob is like a penis with a fedora. Yes. So she said she moved to England when she was 16 and mom followed her. Mm-hmm. Then she moved to Mexico. Mom followed her. Yikes. Back to England. Mom followed her. So maybe, maybe mom can follow her to LA. Yeah, she might. Yes. <laughs> I, I would normally say Sophie seems like a young, spoiled, rich girl just trying to piss her parents off by finding this guy in Englewood and kind of like going to the other side of the tracks. But Sophie and Rob do seem to have bonded over some deep shit, some real shit. So I do feel like this could be a, we'll a real see. a real connection. We'll see. Because mom is like, he's stupid. He's grumpy. I'm like, wow, mom, you must really like him. <laughs> Rob the knob. Yeah. Uh, so Sophie yeah. says, well, I mean, I still want him to get a, live in a better place, like get the real job. But we'll, we'll, hopefully he will get there. Yeah. We'll see. Because, <laughs> listen, he's 32. I know. That's what I'm saying. Uh, quit the modeling and get a real job. Yeah. Rob the rob the job is what <laughs> he needs to become. I I've been to LA multiple times, but more as a as a visitor. I saw the Walk of Fame. I went to Huntington Beach, which is below LA. I went to Santa Monica, right? Mm-hmm. Is Englewood a bad part of LA? There's there's good and bad parts of it, yeah. It's okay. not it's not Beverly Hills. Okay, I'll take that. Okay. So cut to Rob meeting with uh, Tori. Working on a dance routine for when Sophie arrives. I think Rob saw Asuelu and said, <laughs> I, I can do better than that. Yeah. So the idea is to do a um, cute, fun welcome to America <laughs> dance right. that Tor- will end in a proposal. Tori was like, what do you want the dance to say? He's like, well, I want it to be cute. I want it to, I want it to say welcome to America. <laughs> and then he has a one movie that looks like it's the, what is it? The something of legions. Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge of Allegiance. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, but that's one move. That's one move, yeah. Um, Tori kind of thinks Rob is wasting his time, though, because we learned last time Sophie was in L.A., she was kind of messing around a little bit. She was she was spotted on Bumble. Yes, and Rob is like, well, he, she was just looking for friends. <laughs> Dude, she's in L.A. for you. Why is she looking for friends? Yeah. Also, she, she was in for a limited time only. Yeah. You're just trying to make friends for the two months you're there? No, you were trying to see if there was a richer Rob. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, But she, yeah, Rob's going to believe what he wants to believe. And Tori is like, okay, well, think what you want to think. I don't think she was looking for friends, but let's get back to this dance routine. Well, now I kind of have a have an idea what she was looking for. And I think it was a friend, but not not a friend with a penis. Because mm, we see not Sophie, a friend with a knob. Oh, <laughs> well, we see Sophie meeting her friend Maya, mm-hmm. and they're talking about Rob, or talking about marrying Rob. And apparently, Rob also has some skeletons in his closet because he was talking to some girls. I couldn't figure this out. He was sending sexual videos of himself online. I don't know to who. I don't know how that got back to Sophie. Maybe he sent it to Maya. I don't. Th- I think he sent it to someone else. Someone sent it to Sophie, and Sophie was like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna send it to my bestie, Maya." Yeah. Either way, Rob's out there putting sexual videos out. It's probably, yeah. Maybe it's like an OnlyFans thing. I don't know. Well, Maya said she liked Rob until then. Sure. But then Sophie just kind of drops a bomb, saying, "Well, there is something I never told him, but I never told you either." I'm bisexual. 
And here is the issue with that. She's never really explored it. So she doesn't know if that's something she wants to pursue, but she hopes that maybe there will be an opportunity when she's in the relationship with Rob without ruining it. And I think that's why she was on Bumble. I think that's a because good thought. If he didn't know she's bisexual, she was looking for a friend, meaning she was looking for a female friend, right? Yeah. He didn't know that maybe there was more she was looking for. Interesting. I could see Rob introducing a third into the bedroom. Yeah, but not to his bedroom. There's not enough room there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, she's going to hope maybe one day I'll negotiate something. We'll see. I, I've, I'm curious to see these two living together just because of the situation and their backgrounds. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. And here is one more couple that's also going to be good. Oh, yeah. This is this may be the best couple. It's Nicole and Igor, yeah. a.k.a. Justin. I'm so glad you introduced him as Igor. 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 Yeah. Um, wow. All right. So we first meet Nicole, 47. Shout out to Hoboken. I love Hoboken. Love I used to Hoboken. spend a lot of time in Hoboken. Uh, I've spent my fair share of time in the... Why? In- Why? Are you in Hoboken? I lived near Hoboken. Why are you in Hoboken? I played a couple shows in oh, Hoboken. Oh, you did? Played a couple shows. I used to go to this bar on the main street with live music. Yeah, I played a couple shows <gasps> in Hoboken. Imagine that we potentially no. met. What year would that have been? Eh, probably 2014, 2015. Yeah, oh yeah. That was my stomping ground. Oh, maybe something. 13, 14. I moved, I moved to MIC in 15. So maybe like 13, 12, 13, 14. Okay, I don't know if I made it to Hoboken that early. Mm. It was in the later part of my career. You moved to New York in 2015, too. Yeah. I moved to New York at the beginning of 2015. I played like Hoboken, so this was pretty cool. I played Hoboken. I told the band, I was like, I got to leave. I'm moving to New York City. They're like, that's great. And it just so happened that I played a show in Hoboken on Saturday. And I had already leased my apartment. So instead of like driving back to Connecticut after the show, I drove from Hoboken to New York, had an air mattress, stayed in New York in ah. my place. There was like no furniture. I just played the show, went to my apartment in New York. The first spent that first night there. It was the first time I ever stayed in the apartment. Woke up the next day and drove back to Connecticut. Nice. It was fun. Yeah. Anyways, Nicole Hoboken, uh, self-proclaimed recording artist, speaking of music. She performs under the name Nikki Exotica. I thought it was Nikki Sonico. Oh, I think Exotica. But okay. maybe that's just, <laughs> maybe I'm projecting. Um, she wanted a persona. So when she came home, she could just be Nicole. Yeah. So Nikki is her alter ego. Yeah. She's the diva. And then Nicole is the homebody. Yes. But that's not what she does to pay the bills. Yeah. She's a hairstylist and a makeup artist. She's also a beauty consultant, Teresa. Plastic surgery consultant because she said she's done it all. Nose, lips, jaw, chin, cheek implants, eye color change, breasts. Eye color change. Just put in contacts. It sounds painful. Yeah. Um, but she's done it at all and she loves herself now. And that's, I say that's what's important. As long as you love you, who cares what other people think about? Because I'm sure some people will have some thoughts on her appearance. Oh, yeah. Um, she's engaged to the Justin, a.k.a. Igor, from Madolva. So the reason why she calls him Justin is because... They met 17 years ago. Oh, okay. You're going to tell the full story, not just why she calls him Well, Justin. it kind of goes hand in hand. Okay. She, I think she just didn't like the name Igor, but he looked like Justin Timberlake. Okay. Who she loves. But Okay, but you're skipping ahead. 
Okay. Skipping way too far ahead because this meat cute story is wild. Okay. <laughs> you got it? You you go for it. Okay. 17 years ago. Yes. Settling everyone. 17 years ago, Nicole was in love with a Russian guy who she met at a club in New York City. They were supposed to get married. But as they are sometimes, he was a bad boy. And he committed a crime and was deported. Because, again, he was Russian, but he was in New York City. He committed a crime, gets deported. To Moldova. He was deported to Moldova. Nicole was devastated, said, this is the love of my life. I'm going to fly to where he was deported to, Moldova. But when she got there, well, it was quite the surprise because he didn't know that she was coming. So when she arrived to his place, Nicole finds her Russian man with another woman, living with another woman in Moldova. Which makes me think that he wasn't deported. He just went back home. And told, and told her he was, was deported, deported. <laughs> so this way she wouldn't follow him. But it would end, yeah. but she did follow him. How did it? Because why you, would he get deported to Moldova? If you're Russian, you would get deported to to Russia. I, would I think, think he just lived in Moldova. He went to America, have a little fun. But how and he's like, get, I got to go back home. How did she get the address? I don't know. All right. Well, Especially re- 17 years ago. Regardless of him being deported or not, you cannot just reach out to the immigration and be like, hey, the, my lover got deported. Can you tell me the address? Yeah. No one would ever do that. Yeah. So I think it was just um, somehow, I don't know how it happened, but I don't think he was deported. I think that was his cover story. It's a good story. Hoping he's going to get rid of her. <laughs> yeah, she'll drop it. So, okay. So Nicole's not someone who just likes to sit around and waste time. She's in Moldova. She ends up making a profile on a friend site or a dating site, whatever it is, she makes this profile. And she meets, matches with this guy, Justin. Igor. Yeah, Igor, who she changed to Justin because she didn't like the name Igor. So because he looked like Justin Timberlake. Apparently. Apparently, she she calls him Justin. So, okay. There's a lot, there's a lot that's she's let me say, modified Mm -hmm. about herself. She's now modifying her man's name. Yeah. So she's went back and forth to Moldova. And on her fourth visit, Justin proposed, right? Okay. They got the first K-1 visa approved. Then he flew to the U.S., right? But two weeks after he came to the U.S., they started having issues. (laughs) And here is the issue. They got, apparently Justin was just doing nothing, laying around. Wasn't cooking, cleaning. Yeah. Sounds like a real Izzy from Love is Blind. Yes. So they got into this heated argument. Oh, boy. And as Nicole was in the middle of it, she got so pissed that she was like, I have a secret to tell you. I used to be a man. Holy shit. She did a sex change operation when she was 20. But imagine. 10 years. This was, she was 30 at this time. So she's been a. Of a trans woman for a, for a 10 years, right? At this yeah. point. Yeah. She didn't tell him. Yeah. So imagine, and here's why I think it's really shitty on her end. Getting engaged to someone, bringing him over on K-1 visa, yeah. not telling him, and she told him in the race. Yeah, That's bad. really bad. Like, That's really bad. Listen, I'm all for, hey, if you don't feel like you're yourself in your own body, go for it. Do what you got to do to feel comfortable. But when it gets serious with someone, tell them. You have to tell them. You cannot blindside people. I think so, too. And as she says, oh, I was living stealth, right? Which is when you don't tell people the gender you were born. And 
I listen. This is not for me to decide who tells what, when, where, who, how, why. But, and I don't think you need to tell everyone. But if you're going to be in a relationship with someone and be engaged to someone and marry someone, you probably should tell them because if you don't, someone else might. Yeah, eventually, maybe not right away, maybe in a year, maybe in 10 years. But I think if this happened to me, I would, I would be so devastated because I would feel like you don't trust me. That would be such a breach of trust. Well, it would be an incredible breach of trust yeah. because... I would feel lied to. You'd feel lied to. And yes, if you don't feel comfortable telling me this, well, do you hide other things from me? Will you hide other things from me? It can only set your relationship up for failure. Yes. So Justin was dating Nicole for two years, not knowing that she was. And let me just say, we were looking at some of these old photos. She's beautiful. Yeah. Like, beautiful woman um so it was before a lot of her plastic yeah. extra plastic surgeries yeah. i think now as you say she looks like a housewife like your yeah. classic like new, real housewife of i literally thought she was one of the new jersey housewives yeah um so understandable and she got the bottom surgery so understandable why justin igor did not know but i just feel like wouldn't you want to be honest yeah she should have been honest especially with something like this series and i get it as you said, she doesn't need to tell anyone else. Like, if you don't want to, you don't have to. You do you. But you're, for your partner, someone you're you're going to marry, I think they should know. Yeah, yeah. And the way she did it as a fuck you, that was just not. I didn't think that was the no, right way. No, that was not okay. Not the right way to make that announcement. But who, no. again, who are we to say the right way to make the announcement? True. Okay. So they split up after that. That was 2007. But... They kept in contact, and a few months after kind of reconnecting, they meet in Mexico, mm-hmm. and things were great, and Justin ended up re-proposing. Yes. So they apply for a K-1 again. And we learned something that I didn't know. You can apply for a K-1 twice, but that's, that's it. it. Yeah, you no have three two times. shots, and I'm wondering if it's two shots with the same person or two shots in general. Interesting. Because Gino applied for K one before too for his ex, right? Yeah. Do you do you have okay? You can only do do it twice, like two times, no matter if it's one foreigner or two foreigners, mm-hmm. or yeah. But anyways, we learned this, which was very interesting, new information. So this is it. This yes. is the last chance. This is it. It's all or nothing. Um. So before the K one is approved, Nicole wants to go back to Moldova. See if they're for sure, since you can only do this twice. Yes, but he's not happy about it because he says people in Moldova are close-minded and don't accept transgender. Here's why I have a problem with this. He didn't know. Right. When she went to Moldova for two years, he had no idea. Right. So now it's in his head because he knows and he thinks that other people will know. I'll tell you what. Other people will know. That she's transgender. Will or will not? Will not. No. I don't. She looks perfectly like a female. There is nothing masculine about her. I think what people will know is that she (laughs) has a lot of plastic surgery. She's got a lot of work done. She's a Barbie. She has a lot of long hair and a lot of makeup. I think that's not very. You you don't see a lot of Europeans like this. Hmm. I mean, there are some, obviously, but I think it's a. it's like she's an influencer, right? Sure. And if he's from a small town in Moldova, 
I think that's why it might stand out. Mm -hmm. Not because she's trans. It's mm -hmm. just because she is bold. Right. And speaking of that, this next day we see Nicole FaceTiming Justin. And the whole conversation is about how Justin wants Nicole to be more natural. And so he is, he's like, oh, you look beautiful right now without makeup. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's literally what he says. But in his head again, he thinks, oh, if I know, now everyone's going to know and people are close-minded. Right. And one of those people may be mom, maybe Justin's mom, because Justin's mom did not know that Nicole was trans at first. Of course, Justin didn't even. But now Nicole is worried like, oh, maybe mom's not going to accept me. She used to love me. She used to accept me. But now that she knows, will she still accept me? And Justin's like, it's all good. It's all good. And when you come, we're going to make a whole lot of love. Yes, and he, Justin, is asking her not to break his penis. Yeah, but Nicole doesn't even buy it because she says, well, we we banged all the time, but things changed once the truth came out. And Nicole's feeling like maybe the fact that I am trans does bother him. If we're going to get married, he needs to fully accept me. Yes. I agree. Mm-hmm. All right. Woo! Is this it? Teresa, what an episode. What an episode. Episode one, season 10. Wild. Season 10 is going to deliver, I have a feeling. Oh, there's, I do there's, too. There's couples we haven't even met yet. Oh my gosh. I'm very excited. If you guys want even more content, well, join us on Patreon or Supercast. We're talking about the other way over there. It's a great season. So patreon.com slash married3audio or for that. Check it out. As we said, we got to start some chats over there. Whole oh, new, yeah. Whole new app. Looks amazing. Um, also, we're on Instagram at Married Reality Pod. Check us out over there. Message us. Share your thoughts. Also, make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're listening. It's so easy to do. Just look down and smash that follow button. Guys, smash like it's it's hot. It's the beautiful review from Roxy. Thank you, Roxy. What a beautiful review. She says best podcast ever. I say best review ever, Whoa. Roxy. Thank you so much for that. And yeah, if you haven't left review. Please do. Be like Please Roxy. Do. We love love. And if you love, love. leave a five-star review and you write something, we'll read it on this podcast right here. Correct. So that is it. What a what a season premiere. Beautiful. Loved it. Hope you guys enjoyed. That's it. I've said it all of you. I've said it all. Yeah, I, th I think you have. Um, so <laughs> that's it. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.